This is the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast, a more advanced look at tattooing. This podcast focuses on science, design, and everything else that is tattoo related. This show isn't really for the beginner, but more for the experienced artist with questions that need answering so they can improve their tattoo game. It's also for those who just like to listen to podcasts, so like, you don't really have to listen to us tell you not to listen to us. Well, anyways, if you do decide to listen, thank you. Be sure to tell your friends about us. But be aware, we do have a rule on the show. Don't ask us what brands we use. If you're going to have a tattoo podcast, it should have just cool shit somewhere, even if it's just small little weird shit. Yeah. Learning new stuff's fun. Yeah, and I kept thinking about this with uh, tattooing in general. So much of our trade is best based on empathy, right? It's just like tactile information. Like we actually don't, I think as an industry at large, we don't really understand why, but we understand how, you know what I mean? Just, just given you as a right. person, like this is how I do stuff, you know? So like training is really difficult. If you can have something that is like, you can apply yourself that's universal or so topical that anyone can apply to any type of thing. All of a sudden it just becomes fucking gold. You know, it's just like, Whoa, I've been doing this for 25 years. And now I finally understand why it's like, Oh yeah, bro. We got you. It's maybe some, you know, white Irish fucking uh, podcast, but we're speaking to everyone. We don't care what you look like. We don't care about your gender, your creed, your race, your nationality, your fucking culture. Just do good tattoos, you piece of shit. I'll like fight that's one of you. I'll fight any one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Might lose, but <laughs> that's all that matters. As long as we can have a beer when it's over, then everything's fucking great, right? It is a reality, you know. Like there was the idea of gatekeeping, and essentially we're just crashing the gate wide open. Fuck yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't <laughs> like. There's, there's real shit to know here, and like that's the goal, you know. Yeah, dude. Like once again, we're not gonna just spell out a bunch of ignorant bullshit for all you two day tattoo artists. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I do stick and pokes in my garage. Am I a professional? I don't know, maybe, but like, <laughs> probably not. It's like, <laughs> we'll still let you know what you're doing is wrong. You know, we don't care who you are. Uh, there's the there's- ideology. Uh, when it comes to the term professional right yeah there's a really straightforward thought process on it like are you making money doing this if yes you're a professional if no you're not a professional however professional is a word that also means different things right yep so like think about in any sort of sport or something like that like you can be a professional athlete and still not be recognized as a professional athlete yeah you can be a professional tattoo artist but you're not a fucking pro tattoo artist yeah right like there's a lot of different terms that we use in tattooing that are really the same that describe totally different things that yeah dude i like we think about like pro tattoo artists we're thinking about dudes that are like 
constantly conventioning, constantly touring, constantly in the fucking magazines and headlines, blah, blah, blah. Like those dudes are the pros, but they're not the professionals, right? Like there's a whole list of professionals. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny. No, that's great. I, I actually was, I've been writing an article for the past bit that actually thought about, or I guess was focusing in on this idea of what it means to be pro. And I have always taken it, especially like in tattooing specifically, as a marketing ploy to be able to sell things at an elevated rate, right? Like if it's for artists by artists, we're only professionals, you know, you have to prove that you work at a shop for us to sell to you all these things when realistically the products they sell, you can find anywhere, (laughs) you know, it's like, if I'm going to go to X supply shop, we only sell to professionals. Then you go on eBay and you're just like, well, I can buy it here. (laughs) It's the same shit, right? right? I've never Amazon, all of the above. Yeah. It it goes down to that, that analogy, right? Like if, if the products that you use are going to make you better at what you do, then this should be almost universal, right? If I buy a pair of Jordans, I should be able to play in the NBA. Because, I mean, that's what they wear, right? But just because I wear a pair of Jordans doesn't mean I'm good at basketball. (laughs) It doesn't matter, right? Just because you're good at basketball doesn't mean you're professional. Exactly. So I guess where would that differentiation come into? Like, I guess in your mind, right? Where, how would you classify someone who is professional? Like a professional tattooer? What is is the the qualifier? Professional tattoo artist in my mind is somebody that gives a shit enough to do the job correctly because you can tattoo at home and do it safely right like being in a shop doesn't make you a fucking professional tattoo artist no you know i know dudes that tattoo out of their houses and their their setup is fucking amazing it's amazing yeah Um, but i also know dudes that have tattooed in shops that are like the kings of cross-contamination the scummiest (laughs) fucking pieces of shit on the planet so Are they really professionals just because they're located in a tattoo shop? Like, that's absurd. If you were a client and you were presented with a quandary such as that, I want to get a professional tattoo and it's just garden variety design. Where would you start if you were trying to exit out those people who present as air quote professional because of the products that they use rather than their skill and ability actually being professional how how would you start what would be the main qualifier here's why it sucks for the client right the client has no fucking real differentiation between good or bad right they don't know how to look at your setup to see if you're good or bad they don't know how to look at your instagram to see if you're good or bad it's really fucking rough the the one thing that they try to rely on the most nowadays is those online reviews right and online reviews are so biased and so catty and anybody can write a bad review just because they think you're an asshole, you know, regardless of whether or not you're good or bad. Realistically speaking, if I wanted to see if somebody was a good artist first, I'm going to look for their actual artwork on paper or canvas or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. So I want to see that shit. I don't give a fuck about what they're tattooing. I just want to see what they can do on paper or any of the above, any art related source. If that shit looks good, then I'm going to go through their Instagram and look for pictures of them personally and the environment around them, right? We're looking for good hygiene. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody has to look like this, (laughs) (laughs) but we're looking for good hygiene. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, like 
you don't want to see somebody covered in fucking dirt or they're like I don't, I don't, however you got put it, ink you know, all over their face or you know, they're yeah they're, they're probably fucking disgusting yeah right and the environment's really important if their walls aren't fucking clean right like there's a big red flag there if the fucking floor is filthy there's a big red flag there yeah right? garbages aren't empty lastly yeah right lastly is actually trying to observe the tattoo work yeah. Then you want to actually look at their tattoo portfolio and try to find healed pictures in their tattoo portfolio because that's going to give you a big tell. If that's... their healed picture can look like the finished picture, right, or the original post, then you're mitigating any sort of just negative scenario. And like nothing can prepare you for like maybe you and that tattoo artist just don't see eye to eye or you can't communicate yeah. well or something like that. But that doesn't make them a bad tattoo artist, right? Yeah, that just means that they're a type of personality and you're a type of personality. If you don't vibe, just go find somebody else. Yeah, but you just want to make sure that it's a clean tattoo artist that has a skill set that you actually like. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It's like the bare minimum entry level. This is the foundational qualifiers, right? This is this is the bare minimum. If you don't get along. If they're naturally just kind of dirty, maybe the shop's dirty, you know, like you walk in and there's food on the stations, you know, or they're taking shots in the back or they're, right. you know, whatever. You should have some red flags going off and saying that this is probably not the best place. Like, it, I don't want to like try to compare apples with oranges here, but if you walked into a doctor's office or a dermatologist or even a piercing shop and you seen them acting this way, would you let them do the same thing to you? And if you say no, probably shouldn't be in there, right? Like, it's kind of simple. Is there a dog right. up on the tattoo table before you hop up on it? That, you know. Right. It's not 1985 anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah. Tattoo shops don't have to look and smell like garages. Mm-hmm. And if it fucking does, yeah. go find a different fucking tattoo shop. You're going to get a better tattoo if your shop probably doesn't smell like a fucking dirty ass garage. Yeah. I mean, if right. you're looking for that experience, it's, it sounds different. It sounds shitty to say it, but realistically, what that's telling you is that the people that work there care enough to actually keep it clean and make it actually smell good. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah, there's work and effort that go into those things. And if yeah. they're not working or not putting forth any effort, then it's just a filthy, disgusting, fucking place. Yeah. And I can see people writing in emails angry and saying, well, you know, my shop maybe isn't the cleanest, but I'm really good at what I do. It's just if a client walks in, they're going to have a better but quality experience. But at the same experience. time, fuck you for admitting, well, my shop's dirty, but I'm a good tattoo artist. Well, then clean your fucking shop, you asshole. <laughs> like, how hard is that? Yeah, I'm too busy. I can't do it. Stay late. Come in early. Right. Stay late. Come in early. Yeah. Hire somebody else to do it. So 20 bucks. Yeah. It's There's not fucking workarounds. Yeah. The average... The average industrial cleaner for a tattoo shop gets paid $25 to $50 an hour. How much do you make an hour? Right. You're getting paid $140 an hour take home after the shop cut. If you're dropping half of that to make sure that you're clean afterwards, all you're doing is ensuring a better quality product for your clients. You can charge more at the end of it because it's always going to trickle down and it's going to be just better. I I like that, dude. That's right. Take some pride in your fucking shit. Yeah. That's, That's really it. Like, if you don't have that little bit of fucking pride, mm-hmm. you know, like if you've never picked up a mop, you're just a piece of shit. 
<laughs> you got time I'm to leave. You got time to clean. Fuck you if you haven't. Yeah. Kind of goes Anybody back. Anybody that's the... worked for me or with me will tell you, hands down, I don't give a fuck. I will put gloves on and reach elbow deep in the toilet, clean it out. Yeah. I won't even complain about it because I want that shit to be clean. It's the, the fund. These are fundamental foundational aspects of operating a business when you're working in this. It's, it's like healthcare, right? You're, you're doing a cosmetic, a permanent cosmetic modification to somebody's body. If you went into uh, a plastic surgeon's office and you want to get rhinoplasty done, for those of you who don't know what rhinoplasty is, that's a fucking nose job. <laughs> if you want to go get a nose job and you walk into the toilet and it's plugged up and there's dirty hair all over the ground and tissues all over the ground and you go talk to the dude and he's like, don't worry, I got a style. Trust me with this stuff. Okay, Dr. Nick, would you stay? No, you'd get the fuck out. Hey. If it was a hairdresser, a stylist, that's just going to cut your hair. They won't talk to you. Their fucking stuff is dirty. You go sit down. They're fucking, they pull out a hair out of the barbasol and it's filled with someone else's dirty, nasty pubes. And they're like, don't worry. I got a style. Trust me. Would you let them cut your hair? No. And that's not even fucking permanent. That's, 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 it's totally, if you wouldn't do that, if I wouldn't have some dude come into my house to change out a fucking toilet because he looked so fucking dumpy, why would I let him mark me permanently? <laughs> right common sense <laughs> i like that dude uh i think that's great sorry so now that we have the foundational aspects of how to actually think about like walking into a shop to qualify you know at least to hopefully set up a, a situation where you can not guarantee but expect hopefully a better outcome what would the next step be if you were to try and ask someone or i, I guess sorry the next one if you were to give advice to someone about how to take that next step to really ensure stuff. So you, you've gone through the qualifier of checking out their artwork, which I, I wholeheartedly agree that artwork side of stuff to me is the, that's the biggest thing. I don't care about tattoos. I don't care. I want to see them actually be able to draw the shit that they're doing as a tattoo, especially if they're considered an air quote custom artist, right? The reality there is if they can't do it on paper, they can't fucking do it as a tattoo. That's it. You know, like it's you can't just magically have a better skill set tattooing than you have on paper. It doesn't fucking work like that. In the only instance where that is even remotely obtainable is if you're tattooing realism, because like we all know, this is literally just a paint by number yep. scheme. Yep. Right. The same with but flash. Even that's fucking hard if you're not doing it on paper or on canvas. You have to have some type of idea about how to approach the design from the inception, not even just the completion. You can right. know all the techniques, but if you don't know when to apply them, it's not going to make sense. You can look at somebody who maybe is drawing portraits and maybe they don't have the proportions right, but their shading is fucking smooth. They get the idea of things that are going on. You can still have a pretty good idea that they may do a really good uh, job on this tattoo, especially if they're taking something directly off a of reference. Right. You can look at those nuanced aspects. I mean, if they can't do the fucking eyes right, if they hard line the eyes, <laughs> like a solid fucking black line, right? They hard line the outside of the lips. Every one of the teeth has got that chiclet edge. You can, don't get a fucking portrait from them, regardless of how smooth their shading is. This this came back to like the idea of flash, right? Like flash came in incremental sets. You had your entry level flash, Cherry Creek stuff, right? This is the fucking 10 minutes, like one shot, one and done. And you started getting up into those more complex, more 
just definite computer generated or even like masterfully generated pieces of art that would take sometimes multiple settings even to apply. And when you got to those ones, have you seen those guys who could do those things? It wasn't that they weren't just bad artists or whatever. They really understood how to apply stuff in the steps. And that more often than not, if you look back, even those guys who didn't draw a lot, they still were artists. They still could draw. They just fucking didn't, right? They still could pull something right. out. You do something, you'd be like, I didn't know you could draw. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Okie dokie, right? So is that one dude that you see come into the shop and he's just, you know, he's been tattooing 30 years. He's in his fifties and he's missing a leg or something. And he just does all these little silly, you know, traditional Americana tattoos. And you randomly see him sit down one day and do a ballpoint pen sketch of a portrait of some client who's sitting in the fucking waiting room. And you look at him and you go, what? <laughs> How did you do that? He's like, Oh, I was an artist. I just, you know, I like doing trad. And he just like walks off. <laughs> You're like, <sighs> right? Like, like it brain shattered. Wow. That's why you're good because you actually understand the fundamental aspects of art that are being applied to the tattoo, that are being mixed with the skills that are actually making a good fucking tattoo. So, how do we elevate? Go them? back what to your question, though. Yeah. Right. So, from a client's perspective, to like go to the next step is obviously the consultation, right? Like, yeah. It's just the biggest key, right? You found your tattoo artist, you think you're going to be comfortable with this person you need to go have a consultation don't just be like hey can i message you on instagram and give you my ideas there's so little information that goes back and forth on a social media platform the extent of conversation is this is what i want tattoo artist says i don't really like that <laughs> or they'll say hey that's cool uh, i could do it it'll be this price but you're not yeah. having like a really extensive conversation with that person because that's not how we talk on social media yeah. You want to schedule a consultation so you can spend an hour actually getting to know the person that's going to be working with you, right? Like it only fucking makes sense. Yes. Um, during the consultation is your opportunity to ask as many questions as physically possible. And a lot of clients don't actually take the opportunity to do that. You yeah. know, yeah. like they're going to walk in and they're going to be like, so this is what I was thinking. Um, I want to hear, what do you think the price is going to be? Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst fucking consultation. Yeah. Because then you're just like, well, I don't know, dude. It's going to be like 1600 bucks. And then they're just <laughs> done with the conversation. But if they were to walk yeah. in and be like, hey, here's my ideas. Um, obviously, you know, like you're going to have your own take on it or, you know, just give some input what you think might be best instead of asking about price, you know, ask them about like, what kind of art do you like? Can you show me some of your artwork? Can I check out your tattoo shop? Can we, like, you know, like ask for the experience, ask to get to know your tattoo artist, what they like or don't like, what type of yeah. work do you not like to do? Yeah. Do you, do you have something in your portfolio that looks like this? Do you have something I can see that like even mimics this? Or do you right. have something stylistically that matches this? Like, can you communicate effectively? Can you get across the idea of who you are, if you're a client, what you want? Can you bring into the actual consultation what you're expecting to get out of it and set those boundaries? Like if, if this is a memorial tattoo because you just lost a child, 
the way that the artist should be able to approach it if you inform them correctly it would be a lot different than i think that this is sick and i want to look pretty it's way different or right? you should take those chances to connect with the individual rather than just being like there's a power dynamic and i'm uncomfortable like what do you think right i had one right client uh i did a whole sleeve on her outlined it did one session of shading and then she like came in and she was real awkward like i could tell right away that she was doing really weird and awkward and i was like okay before we get started on the tattoo we need to clear the tension here it's like you're acting uh really bizarre compared to the how you were the last couple of times and apparently she heard from a tattoo shop full of tattoo artists that I've never even met in my life before that I was just some asshole <laughs> like that mm-hmm. I can't really remember but essentially it was that Brian guy doesn't actually go around town or hang out with artists or anything and I was like, well, no shit. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would I? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're right. I don't. I work. Yeah. I work really hard and I work all the fucking time. Yeah. It's really random that this tattoo shop I've never even heard of before was Just talking, talking shit, shit because apparently yeah. they're mad at me because I didn't like go introduce myself to them or something. When he didn't go bowling the time, on Thursday. <laughs> Right. At the same time, they've never came to my fucking shop either. <laughs> yeah. It put it on it was, you. It was so weird, but she was so turned off by the idea that I wasn't like some social creature. I was like, yeah. what the fuck does that have to do with how great your tattoo looks right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They build but, up those, you know, it walls. was, yeah, dude. Right. That's... But it was still taking the time to be like, hey, man, there's a lot of tension in the air. Let's cut through this shit and figure out what the issue is. And then once yeah. she explained it, and I was just like, well, yeah, no shit. You know, we got to joking around about it. And I was like, that's just really bizarre that like yeah, people have such a hard pressed thing going on just because of like random bullshit. Um, needless to say, we ended up doing the session on her arm. And by the end of it, you know, she was obviously way more comfortable, but it yeah. was just forcing the conversation. It was like, okay, you're being weird. Let's figure out why. Because I'm not going to tattoo you the entire time while you're being weird. Absolutely. That's a uh, trust and communication. I, I've had that before. I, I, when you were telling your story, I thought about this one woman that I worked with. Oh, it had to have been about maybe nine, 10 years ago. Um, and she came in and we were finishing a tattoo that someone else had started. And it was, it was bad. I was polishing this really nasty turd from an artist who was previously working at the shop and had done a lot of stuff wrong. And when she came in to get the work done, she had said, do what you want. And about a decade ago, 12 years ago, I was totally cool with that, right? Like people are coming in and trusting me because I'm a specialist and I know all this stuff. <clears throat> and I started doing the, the fill-in on this because line work has already applied. It was like some water scene or something. And she didn't want color, but she had never expressed to me that she wanted it all black and gray. So I went through and I did some base shading planning for color. And then I laid color in a section for like this watermark that was going up around some lilies on her forearm. And she came back the next time and she was really weird. (laughs) And I was like, what's going on? She's like, I don't like color. And I said, why didn't you tell me that when we started? Because I would have approached this differently and done something differently. And she's like, well, I didn't want to upset you because you're an artist. 
And then it was like, okay, cool. So now we've got to stop the entire process. We've got to try to come to terms with the fact that you think that there is some imbalance of power here. Why I have more control over your body than I should. Right. <laughs> that you have no autonomy. And we need to come at this together to find a way to fix it now. Because now you've had two Wait. separate artists fuck it up. I'm just picturing that like she's sitting there in the chair and she's watching you pour out color ink. Like, and she didn't yeah. think at that point in time to be like, hey, bro, I don't like color. Dude, seven hour session. <laughs> the first time, seven hours. And just fine. It came back literally fucking four and a half weeks later, sat down in the chair and was just rigid. You know, her body posture, her ears were being covered by her shoulders. Like she was, you know, hands held up around her fucking heart. Like she was a wounded animal. I was like, what is wrong? Like this tattoo looks sick as shit. I hate color. Okay. And like, I already had an entire game plan for the day, right? We had a six hour block set out. I was ready. I had everything set out. I had fucking, I always set up when the person gets there. I don't like setting up before. I think it's dirty. I'm setting up. I got all my stuff. I got my pigments pre-mixed. I fucking got set up before. Right. (laughs) I I like to do it in front of them, but you know what I mean? Like just crack the needles. Yeah. So my cartridges will be like on there or, you know, if I'm using my actual like oil machines i'll set up my machines ahead of time but i'll throw a bag over the end of the machine yeah or you know over the end of the tube yeah Um, but with my (laughs) ink caps if i a lot of times i spend a lot of time pre-mixing color oh yeah i'll mix all my color before my appointment so i'm not wasting an hour and a half mixing all my color yeah and what i'll do is i'll use my medium ink caps and put them all out put my ink in them and then put the larger ink cap over top of them as a blocker yeah yeah yeah. yeah that's actually really smart dude i never even thought about that that's that's fucking really smart brian thank you today for giving me something else. i just take plastic and go and put it over top of it but every time you pick it up you'll knock over two or three and everything was fucking garbage right. you know that's brilliant dude thank you that's really smart <laughs> you're so good you're yeah. such a good tattooer dude that's fucking smart oh Oh God, I already rinse out my ink caps every time. And I've had, I've had some fucking squabbles with people over this, which I don't understand why, but I'll take a Dixie cap at the beginning of the day and I'm going to have some stuff. I'll fill it up with alcohol and I'll dump a bunch of ink caps into it. Give it a stir, set it aside, rinse up because they get dirty. And I'm thinking, fuck, that would be brilliant, dude. Just like, just deposit your stuff, take your ink cap, just right on top of them. And it'll make sure they don't skin over right they don't dry out they don't start fucking settling like it just keeps everything that you <laughs> i know we're recording a podcast you just like fucking breaking the fourth wall dude you just broke my fucking mind that is so rad like i'm <laughs> so excited about that i'm gonna go into the shop on fucking tuesday and be like bam, bam, bam. i'm gonna set up colors i don't even need and be like check this shit out and everyone's gonna be like where'd you come up with that and i'll be like i just thought it up <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking great dude i never and it, yeah, we have three common size ink caps and they all fit over top of each other i do like perfectly it's like when you said that i don't know we're deviating from the recording here dude like like legit you know every once in a while when you hear something in tattooing and like you intuitively know something and then all of a sudden that connection's made in your brain right like those fucking neurons all of a sudden snap together 
that just happened. And I'm like, I'm so fucking stupid. Like, I've been doing this 20 fucking years. Why didn't I think of that yet? Like, that's just, that's so fucking stupid. I should have been doing this all the way along. And it's funny as I know, I fucking know for a fact, bro, that I have seen people do that before. And I've never picked it up. I've just been like, and like walked past it. That is so brilliant. (laughs) So thank you. I am forever in your debt, dude. That is... I feel this has to make it into the episode because oh my god two hacks <laughs> like the first time I seen someone take and this this is sad right the first time I seen someone take Vaseline lay it out and take an ink cap and go up and put it down before they had the flare backs I was like whoa that holds them in place <laughs> like <laughs> people are like where have you been working bros like a year and a half and i'm like i guess right. not a good shop right or doing the old you have a rinse cup and then you have your green soap cup and right i walk up to people and they're like don't have a rinse bottle i'm like how are they going to clean that how are they going to clean that tattoo they take paper towels and they dip in the green soap and then they wipe it and i'm like whoa that's so much cleaner there's no aerosolation there's like nothing that's so fucking wild i remember i seen joe capabianco do it like fucking forever ago i like 16 years ago at the convention or something i was just like wow you can do that (laughs) i heard what i told him i was like dude are you dipping in your rinse cup he's like no it's my it's my wash cup and i was like what he looked at me like I was on fucking fire, dude. He was like, all right. I just kept fucking working on West Capo Girls. And I was just like, I didn't even pay attention to what he was doing. I just watched that fucking wipe. I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. You don't have to, why didn't, oh, you know, I like, I went and I told everyone at the booth we were working at stuff. And they're like looking at me like, Okay. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know why it had such a grounded effect, but that just happened to me as well. Um, now our commercial break. We got a we got a sponsorship uh, sponsorship spot from Dragonhawk. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Actually, yeah. I, I, okay, so I think it's so fucking funny that it's Dragonhawk. <laughs> I thought you would have had a good laugh out of that, right? I was thinking about hitting up some other machine builders and stuff, and I was like. No, we got to go like, let's just go, let's lean into this, right? Like, no, I, I have no shame in that, that, dude. I tell every fucking tattooer, every single person I know, I was like, fuck yeah, Dragon Hawk, dude. <laughs> Spend a hundred dollars on a fucking machine. It lasts a year. You throw it away and buy a new one. Fuck it. This is shit, dude. Back to the idea of uh, consultations. Well, we can go with there. I, I think that the things that you said were brilliant, right? Like that's consultation as a, a space and a medium between like the, the, the client and the artist coming together is like this, this spot where neutrality can be achieved as long as there's effort on both sides to try and define those roles, right? Like I'm going to be doing this 
this is what my thought, my style, my idea, my approach is going to be. And if the client is asking questions, contesting or confronting those assumptions, they can start to funnel down into what they are actually going to get as a result. So I think that's a brilliant thing. If I was a client and I was coming into a tattoo shop and I was wanting to get a tattoo, let's say I was, I was going to come to you, Brian, and I'm like, I want to get a dragon tattoo on my arm. What, what would be your, let's, let's play, let's, let's fucking role play, bro. Let's dun- Dungeons and Dragons this stuff. Okay. So my name's nice. Tiffany. <laughs> my, my name's Tiffany. I shouldn't be. My name's Ryan. I don't want to fucking throw anyone named Tiffany. I have a couple clients named Tiffany who are just the best human beings on the fucking planet. And I think they listen to this too. And I want you to know Tiffany and Tiffany, I fucking love you ladies. You guys are fucking great. Um, Let's say I'm coming in and I'm going to talk to you. I want to get a dragon tattoo. What are some of the questions that you would ask me as an artist? Uh, First and foremost, I'd go with mythology. So I love dragons. That's rad. Um, What type of dragon are you thinking? Are you thinking like medieval, something like European, Northern European, whatever? Are you thinking Japanese, Chinese, Korean? Um, Is this something like out of a book, you know, like the book series, Aragon, et cetera? Like, what is the dragon? That's that's one of the best questions. That's going to give me a lot of information. That's that's it gives them a lot to think about, but it gives me a lot of information. Because if they're like, oh no, fuck those Japanese dragons, bro. I'm totally North European. Then it's like, cool, okay, so you know about dragons. Mm-hmm. If they're like, I don't know, what's the difference? Then That's, we have a lot to discuss. Yeah, that that opens up so much, right? Because somebody has maybe the ephemeral, if I'm the client and I have an ephemeral idea, I like the idea of a dragon. I don't know what the dragon is. I just like dragons, uh, right? Right. <clears throat> I say, I don't know. What's the difference? And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. there's all these differences. There's a right. fucking We're going to have a two hour long conversation. <laughs> At the end of it, the whole tattoo has become something completely separate from the conversation. It's great, right? Um, which is cool because like as an artist, what you're doing at that point in time is you're educating the individual, right? You're showing them like on the artist side, you're showing them your acumen, like your technical knowledge and the things that you know. So you can gain trust right now. The client side, what right. you're doing is you're starting to understand better or f- being able to elucidate better the idea of what you're trying to get across. So then that's communication, right? You're coming together, trying to figure out exactly what the fuck is supposed to be happening. At the same time, that has actually made clients not want to work with me before too. So if you actually know too much about what they're asking about, they will be uncomfortable. Yep. Cause they're like either a, well, now I just feel stupid because this guy knows more than I do, yep. you know? So they're going to go away because they accidentally embarrassed themselves. So it happens. It's weird, but it happens. Um, and sometimes people just hate you. For being a smart ass, <laughs> you know, but sometimes it can put a real sour note in somebody's mouth mm. and they're just like, kind of fuck this guy, you know, who does he think he is? Yeah, I, I, I have thought about le- that aspect of that interaction long and hard. And usually what I think happens when there's that big fuck off is that the person had a feeling, they had an empathy about the tattoo, but no image in their head whatsoever. 
And as soon as you started to make it more concrete by explaining all these nuanced aspects of it, they all of a sudden fell out of love with the idea. And then they're just like, right. No, I don't want this anymore. It became homework. Exactly. This isn't, this isn't the vibe that I want. This isn't a Ferrari. This feels like a Toyota Paseo. I don't want that. I'm trying to get this vibe. And yeah, I mean, some of us as tattooers out there can sit there and hit that right on the fucking head, right? Every fucking time. Because you're selling the vibe versus the image. But if you're actually trying to do artwork created for the individual and planted in their body and tattoo, it's a bit different with the approach. I, I fucking love that, dude. A huge part of what a lot of people don't see when they're looking at a lot of the shit that I draw is I am a giant nerd on mythology and folklore. Yeah. Almost everything I draw is based on mythologies and folklores. Whether people can look at it and tell it or not, I am illustrating stories or characters. Yep. You know, so a lot of times people are just looking (laughs) at my artwork going, that looks cool. And they have no idea the backstory behind it. So when people walk in and they're asking about specific characters, like, I have a, a library of information about these specific characters. Yeah, like, dude. We're going to fucking nail this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's so funny that you said that because like just this week, I had a, a client come in. His name is Nathan. Super awesome dude. He's like half Nigerian, half German. Just this beautiful, gorgeous man. He's like 6'3", just perfect skin. Just awesome, right? He got some tattoo work done before that was really subpar given his skin tone and i bet you can probably imagine this like mid-tone no blemishes perfect right just golden brown no tanning ever just perfect right ultra fine line work done on the lower part of his arm he wanted to fill up the sleeve so we're talking about the reference aspects of what he wanted and he wanted a lot of floral on his sleeve he's like i like flowers i want it to be inviting i want it to be this i want it to be that and i do a lot of i do a lot of floral work right so my approach to this stuff is always trying to find the set in the scene, right? We're trying to tell a story. We're trying to tell a story with fucking plants. <laughs> so it's, it's really nuanced with this stuff that goes into it. And I said, have you ever noticed that in the spring, especially in the Pacific Northwest, most of the floral aspects of things like fruit blossoms and like this, they're, they're always end up pointing down. That's because of the rain, right? They're trying to create a shelter for the pollinators right. to come in to do the things they want. And we come to the summer, most of the flowers flip. 180 and they're pointed up right because they're exposed to the sun there's less chance of things coming in and like causing disruption or building up inside of them because it's, it's hotter and it's warmer and it's drier and we start moving towards the fall it points back down to spread the seeds further down floral aspect right in the winter it's wide open of course because there's nothing there right it's the barren aspects of growth this dude looked at me like i lit his hair on fire he's like whoa I've never thought about that with these flowers. So I was like, I think I look too much at flowers trying to figure out stuff. He was like, that makes sense. All the flowers that I have are this time of year. And he just went on this long tirade trying to further explain and like to himself, right? Because he got this new information and all this stuff. And he was starting to build this story to, to, to figure out exactly how the piece was going to go. And I can see that a lot with your approach too, how you're describing it because like, that those those nuanced aspects that people don't understand are going to be the little things that as they learn more about it as they have this a part of their body those are the things that are going to add more utility right or enjoyment to it 
the longer that it goes that can make the tattoo better the longer it's on the body you know now that extra homework as an artist like really can change something from looking sexy or pretty or hot or strong to a fucking good tattoo yeah it's so you know so like let's say somebody walks in and they're like i want fred fenrir right uh big nordic wolf right it's technically a wolf god but yeah. so they're like i want this then your average tattoo artist is going to hop on google type in you know this wolf's name they're going to see a lot of different images that don't make any goddamn sense and they're just going to pick whatever looks cool tattoo it yeah if they actually cared to like really get into the mythology and shit like this like the way i would do this tattoo is this dog bound in chains with a severed hand in its fucking mouth bleeding everywhere aggressive as shit right just because of the story of this thing uh but you change the dynamic so much if you know a little bit about the story behind it you can put a lot of information into a design yeah right so asking your client about how much they understand or know about the thing that you're tattooing allows you to put so much more information into their tattoo that's a brilliant way of approaching it right because what you're doing in my mind, and if I was creating artwork is you're adding soul. And I mean, not to sound cliched with this stuff, but what you're doing is you're adding a soul to the image. It's not just something that looks pretty. It's something that carries weight. Like it has its own spirit, right? right? Like it's not to sound too frou-frou-y, which I know we try to avoid with this stuff, but. I was going to say, it's really like the most important part. You know, like if you walk in and you're like, I want a Hanya mask. Cool. Do you know what a Hanya mask is? <laughs> right? yeah. Do you know what the Hanya was? Right? Like it's a woman that got so enraged that she turned into a demon. Uh-huh. Or she was so sad that she turned into a demon. You know, like Hanya mask, every color means something. Every yeah. position of the mask means something. So if you don't have enough information or you don't know enough information, you're just doing a bullshit tattoo that doesn't really have anything happening behind it yeah that's so interesting dude because like we both started tattooing at the same time and i i remember thinking in the first like three to five years of my tattooing i seen people coming in looking for tattoos that had something attached to them right they had like they had some feeling or meaning or background or there was something attached to them more than just like an image that was on the wall when we started doing like um, <clears throat> we started doing custom artwork right people wanted to have something that meant more they're trying to add something to their body usually something that was missing or something you know whatever it's, i don't know about their dysmorphia or psychological conditions but people wanted to have something that wasn't hollow and when you could right. approach stuff, right, with with an idea attached to it that was more thought out, well elucidated, had some type of history attached to it, and it could explain to them why you're doing what you're doing, their enjoyment in the tattoo was so much greater than if they just came in and like, I want to get a, a Hanya, right? I want a Hanya and a koi fish. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know if those go together properly, but... <laughs> How big do you want this tattoo to be? I want on the outside of my calf. <laughs> okay, we'll see if we can make it work. 
if you came at them with like, well, this is why these couldn't work, right? We could think of like seasons, direction, elements, all this stuff, like the positioning, the colors that we're going to use on this. Like I, you, you want a blue koi and a fucking a gold honey mask. And I don't know, like, this doesn't make a lot of sense mythologically. If I were going to do it, if I were going to do it, it would be the koi fish underwater swimming upstream and the honey mask, like the old no masks. Yeah. Would be under the water, but being eroded away by the water. Oh, that's brilliant. That's right? homework for anyone who's listening today. Send us your images. Let's 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 light this city on fire. Tattoos. Oh, I can't say tattoo city. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chicago. Um I'm gonna cut this too. Who's that fucking dude that owns? It? He's rad too. Who's the, he's a little um, guy? He's he's fucking such a good tattooer too. What's his name? I know he's offered me a job like five times. He is he's good too. White hair, little fucking dude, right? Like just you know. I'm looking it up here too. <laughs> Tattoo City, Larry Brogan. Larry. <laughs> Larry Brogan is so good. Tattoo City, Lockport, Illinois. He's so good. It, it, like, deviation on this. Maybe we'll just make it from the show or not. Oh, we were thinking of different people, though. Who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of the mayor of Tattooville? The, the... Right, Tattooville. Yeah. yeah, that's in Illinois, too. I fucking know that, dude. His fucking shop is wild, dude. It's huge. Huge. <laughs> Yeah, he's always well, he looking for people. Multiple different locations too. Mm-hmm. He's got one in a mall somewhere. Yeah, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you know Larry Brogan. I met him a bunch of times at conventions and stuff. Soft spoken, just this dude who's been tattooing I think for like thirty five years or something. And he's just really good, dude. And that across the board, every style, realism. You know, illustrative, Japanese, fucking, he does the um, fantasy, you know, like, who's that fucking dude that does all the fantasy artwork and shit? Like, he does, like, his stuff is just so fucking good. And he's such a calm, nice guy. But he's so fucking Midwest, because every time when you meet him, he's like, you want to get tattooed? (laughs) Like, Larry, I'm a huge fan of yours, dude. Like, I think fucking Tattoo City is great. I love your fucking shop. All the stuff you forget. Yeah, it's great. You want to get tattooed? <laughs> no, I'm good, dude. I just I just wanted to say I appreciate you. He's like, oh yeah, okay. You, you got any money? Sorry, talk to people. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, you want a tattoo? Okay. Here we have with this stuff. The body of stuff that's going into it. I think that was that was really good, dude. The things you were saying with that was fucking those are those are great tips for people, right? Like be when you're approaching a design of not only like I always feel that when I'm talking to people, they're always like, I want to make sure that you're into it. I want you to be excited about what we're doing because then I know you're going to put all of right. your all into it. It's like, well, I understand that, you know, but I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly not really into the final design that you get, right? Like, I'm looking at it as a technician and I'm wondering, do you like, do you look at it a little bit different? Like, do you only approach the pieces and designs that, that you really are interested in or do you just cross the board try to give your best on everything now i guess versus early i will try my best to get excited about 
each individual tattoo, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's just little flowers and bumblebees or some giant awesome Grim Reaper fucking thing, etc. You know, like <laughs> I'm gonna try to get excited about the tattoo. Mm. If the client is like too concerned or too particular about things, that will destroy enthusiasm. Because like if I start to get on the ball with shit and I'm like, this is gonna be so fucking cool. It's gonna have this, 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 and this and shit. And then the client starts to deduct. Well, I didn't really like that. I don't really like this. I don't really like this. Yeah. Then that destroys motivation, you know, because your client doesn't really understand how much it is you really actually cared. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I I one hundred percent get that. Yeah, it, it's literally taking the air out of your fucking tires. Literally, like you're you're right. starting. Even if you heard the initial concept and you're kind of like, nah, you start to psych yourself up. It's like a really shitty holiday with your parents or something, right? Like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go with you guys to fucking Detroit. <laughs> and they're like, but we got this and we did this. You're like, you know what? This could be great. This could be fucking awesome. I'm 100% committed. And then all of a sudden, rug out from underneath you. No, we're not doing that. We're going to Costa Mesa, California. <laughs> fuck. I don't. I was going to go Costa Rica, not Costa Mesa. Yeah. yeah. I just had one client uh, book a tattoo appointment for a snail, a moth, and some ferns right that sounds cool. and i know a million tattoo artists that would just be like jesus christ again you know no dude, that but, sounds rad yeah uh i got to picturing it and thinking about it and it's very um fibonacci spiral with using a art nouveau art deco kind of input on it Yep, and then making Same this fucking thing. snail a little bit more realistic than everything else. Mm-hmm. That texture so snail really stands out. Yeah, right. So like, then I started to get really psyched on it. You know, and I think I drew it all in like an hour and a half because I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I just gotta get this shit down on paper. Fucking into it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, right. You know, so any tattoo could be a cool ass tattoo as long as the client is also like letting you meet your level you know like they're not trying to detract or subtract from what it is you're doing that's actually going to get you excited about it yeah and once again that is going to boil down to the consultation that you're having with your client you know because you can talk about what's the limit here like how wild am i actually allowed to get you know that's a realistic question that you should be asking yeah you've looked at their artwork you've met them as an individual you know what they're capable of then you've looked at their tattoos. Then you've met them. So you know what to expect. And there's all these points of escape all the way along. Or if this is not working out from your spot where you have the money to spend, you should go somewhere else. But you're going to get a better result. You're going to be happier. You're going to have more control. Maybe this level, blah, blah, blah. You're also not wasting my time because there's no amount of effort that I can give to make this perfect for you if we are not seeing eye to eye. If we're button heads every step of the way, this is never right. going to be good. Regardless if it's the best fucking tattoo on the planet, if you look at it and go, oh, you know, like, it's just like, why'd you come to me? Like, fuck off, you know, right. like, yeah. I have a bit of a tough time with women. Um, mm-hmm. Most of my clients, at least 97% of the people I tattoo is women, right? Yeah. Ditto. But- the hard part that I have is there is not an ounce of femininity 
in anything that <laughs> I draw. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard for me to make things look feminine because my brain is like, let's make this look fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this could be on the side of a fucking motorcycle, a hot rod, a fucking spaceship. Like, we're going to scare kids. This is going to be so awesome. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times I will literally just straight up vocalize the fact like, hey, I have a really tough time with feminine design. Yeah. So if this is like, if you're going to hard wean that way, I have women that work for me. Yeah. Right. Like they will do a great tattoo. They can make it feminine. So they have a better idea of what that means than I do. Yeah. I ditto dude so I I actually have I mean because we are fucking polar opposite human beings I have a really hard time things I have a really hard time making things like macho like strong I have a tendency to be really reductive with the aspects and the things I put into the design and trying to create a lot more depth to create like a level of, of cohesion with multiple layers inside the design instead of having one aspect of it just being super strong very prominent and just like identifiable at a distance and so <laughs> literally the same thing i'll have dudes come and they're like i want to get a santa muerte on the front of my shin with skulls around it on fire and i want kids to be scared i'm like okay so here's the thing <laughs> this might be a bit different than what you're ex- uh, exposed to but I'm kind of the flower guy, right? Like <laughs> I can do some rad skulls, <laughs> but they're going to be more tepid than violent. So, right. You know, if we're going to do this, like, I, I know I can do it. And if I get to a point, at least like, like personally, if I'm trying Staring to do something at my phone screen, <laughs> my artwork, that's <laughs> such a rad design, dude. That's so metal. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's not like, got you, bro. Yeah, mine would have little <laughs> flowers in the eyes and shit. You know, maybe it's saying they're holding a pinwheel. Like it's <laughs> that's so fucking <laughs> rap, dude. Okay, maybe this is the final aspect of this because I was just I was just kind of throwing myself into the the rear wheels of a bus here. But how about if you are a tattooer, knowing when to escape? Let's say you are committed, you have that design, there is communication, but maybe you just hit this point where you think, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, do you listen to that? Like you personally, like, do you, like when is that spot where you're just like, you know what, I need to cut my losses. I don't think that I'm gonna be able to do this as best as I can. Maybe I'll pass them off. Maybe I'll do something else. Like, how do you approach that? Are you asking how would I approach this scenario or yeah. in what instance does this scenario occur? It's kind of both. I guess I did branch that one pretty fucking hard fork, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, let let's let's so, let's do the let yeah pick pick one and let let's see how you go with that stuff. My brain is going through both. So if there's right now, an so. instance where like I'll draw the design and I think it looks fucking amazing, and then I yeah. show it to the client and they're just like, oh. <laughs> you know, they're just like, they have to take a step back and they're like i don't think i understand this that is like the giant like, red, flag, <laughs> red like, flag fucking fuck. then i'll have to ask them back so what is it that's not appealing to you you know that's when they're gonna get into gotcha. the idea of like well this uh doesn't jump out this way that i thought it would etc mm. etc and like 
the moment they start mentioning things, like I said before, like making it feminine or um, they want it more abstract or et cetera, like using specific keywords, that's when I know for sure, like, okay, well, we have to find you somebody else to work with. Yeah. Gotcha. And if it's somebody inside my shop, I will just slide the deposit over to them and they'll take it from there. You know, if it's somebody outside of the shop, because maybe the people in the shop can't produce what this person's looking for, well, then I'm going to eat your fucking deposit. And this sucks, but I did just waste all my fucking time going to Yeah, you know? That Um, makes a lot of sense, dude. Yeah. But it's it's really important, one, to know yourself, right? Yes. You have to know what you're into. You have to know what you can produce. And you have to know what you're capable of reaching you know and that could be meaning a lot of things um but that makes it a lot easier so when you're hit with specific keywords you know for a fact that you can just buy okay hold on i don't do x y and z yeah because i'm not good at x y and z and you have to be honest at that point you know it's not just i don't do that shit because i don't like that shit i just don't do that shit because i'm not good at it my yeah. brain doesn't work that fucking way. You're, you're putting yourself as a qualifier before anything that you're doing. Because if you know you could knock something out of the park, you owe that duty to the client to fucking knock it out of the park. If you're coming up to bat, sports analogy, I fucking hate them. But if you're coming up to bat, you know you can't fucking hit that RBI. You're fucking, you got a strained shoulder and you don't fucking feel it. Step back fucking tap out head back to the fucking locker room sit it out let someone else go up there that can fucking take the shot right that makes sense dude absolutely i think it it may suck for both parties initially getting into it but i mean if the end result is a really good tattoo that the person enjoys regardless of how you fucking feel about it you can't argue with the fucking positivity that comes out of it right right and it's the same thing like we had somebody meshes the shop and they were like i just want a woman to tattoo me you know like it's kind of a blow to your ego because you're like well i fucking crush this tattoo what the (laughs) fuck does my you know identity have to do with anything but at the same time you have to honor whatever it is that that person's going through and just be like that's cool we have women that work yeah you know like it's the same thing with your tattooing. If you're drawing something and it just doesn't register to that client, you just have to be like, that's cool. I have other people that work here. Yeah. That speaks in fucking volumes to me. This is one of those reasons why we do the the crazy long consults that we do where people actually start to like really get involved. I work with a lot of people who are A-type. And I got the, we talked about this before, A-type personalities, right? right? They just come in asshole type personalities right off the hop. I know what I want. You got to do it. I'm like, okay. And I'll put them through the ringer, right? I'll, I'll, I'll start off with, I need like keywords for your design. I want you to know how you want to feel when you see it. Also, I want you to know how other people want to feel when you see this tattoo. They got to come back with the keywords. Explain to me why. Okay, now we've got this idea. Let's go down with the images. What are the big things that mean and make the most sense to you? What are the things that maybe need to be in here? And what are the things we could put in here like Easter eggs that may make sense? And I'll literally have through this like multiple step fucking operation, this, this point where people come back and they have literally designed every aspect of the tattoo. And then all I'm doing is taking a mock-up, making a design. And it, it's, 
it's cool, right? Because this was my way to adapt to that stress, right? Because I never liked right. telling someone no. And I, I, I still have a hard time with that. Like, I'm like, I don't know if we should do this, right? You know, and you'll have that fucking gut feeling, you know, where you're like, you shouldn't do this. And you're like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> stomach. I can do this. I'm a professional, you know? And it's like, and then you do the tattoo and it's like 85%, you know, it's still a good tattoo, but it could have been great if they would have just been passed off or right. to someone else or done something else. And then your fucking ego is absolutely shattered. You spend six months picking it back up. And right when you're starting to feel confident again, you do the exact same fucking thing, right? God damn. <laughs> fucking, I've done that for so many years. But now, like that's that's part of that that that's uh that stress response for that evolution of how we do this stuff is like if the person I'm working with can't really understand why or what or like see that final image in their head of how they're expecting it to feel, I'm not gonna fucking work with them because I can't my ego literally can't take any more blows like that. <laughs> I can't adapt again, I can't get better. I've been doing this 20 years. I have fucking hit my peak. I'll ride this for 10. 15 years and then i'm into teaching and then i'm done you know <laughs> i just fucking called myself put it in the google calendar ryan's gonna start getting bad what's it fucking 2022 2037 ryan should retire <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's still gonna be just slaying super rad fucking pieces right for a more selective clientele because you're just gonna be like Get fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna have no hair. I'm gonna be fucking castrated, drinking fucking tequila seven days a week, <laughs> unhealthy nice. as fuck, ready for death. I was a good time. All your clients have to try to book for Saturday because the rest of the week is just you warming up. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one canvas out in the garage for eight years and I just look at it. <laughs> I don't even do anything like. This is going to be good. And I like fucking slowly but surely reach in. Oh, I don't know yet. Fuck it. That's like a kid trying to learn how to swim. <laughs> I'm like moving backwards through life. I am not advancing. I'm slowly dying. Oh, that's depressing as fuck. That's not making it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so important, though, dude. I think like. Try, trying to teach people about that right like not only not not just tattooers right but like the clientele like you can have control over this you can have control over your fucking body right. you can you can have a say over what's being done and like when you empower them to do that it's fucking weird right because they're like what and you're like yeah you can just tell me you don't want to work with me that's fine i can yeah, there's other tattooers on this planet. <laughs> right. If you don't like me, go over here. There's other people who work at the shop. Would you like me? I had this one lady call and we just did not, we did not communicate well. And I got that feeling. It was like at my throat. Don't tattoo her. And I was like, okay. And I looked at her. I said, I, I don't want to do your tattoo. I'm going to have to pass. And she's like, why? I'm like, I don't think we communicate well. She goes, but you're going to do my tattoo, right? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do your tattoo. I'm, I'm going to pass on it. She's like, wait, but you do tattoos, right? Yes. So you're going to do my tattoo? No, I'm not going to do your tattoo. I took like 45 <laughs> fucking minutes doing this, like who's on first skit. And then 
I finally was like, listen, I know someone else at the shop. She's fantastic. You know, I trained her, she's blah, blah, blah. She can do everything you want for less money. She can get you in faster. And I think she can do a better job. And she's not going to ask you all the fucking weird questions I asked you. And she goes, really? Yeah. She goes, oh, please, can I have her number? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Send off the fucking text. There you go. Call her. No worries. I'll refund your deposit. Everything is fine. I'm so glad that we're not doing this. She came in and just got a tattoo. And the other lady at the shop who did it nailed it, dude. Fucking. And it's, it's the most basic, simple tattoo, right? She did it right. perfectly. And they did not talk the whole time. She didn't have any say in what her tattoo was going to be, where it was going to be placed, anything. She just let it all up to God and the tattooer. And she was so happy. She clapped on her way out the door. I love this. Yay. You know, there's no fucking way I could have done that. There's like no fucking way. Right. No way. I already know my limitations. I am so glad that like that gut was like, all right, don't do it. I'm like, all right, gut, settle down. You go with her. She'll help you. I've been bombarded by clients with terrible communication before. Um, in like situations that I would have never guessed. So I had one client come in and she wanted a Baba Yaga house. You know, oh, these things are fucking that's awesome. That's fucking like, cool. Right. It's always going to be really cool artwork, etc. Like Everybody loves this shit. Uh, she shows me some references and they're all completely different styles of tattooing. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so it's Baba Yaga. You're wanting in black and gray. It's going to be sweet. It's going on your arm easy right book an appointment she comes back like i don't know a month later or whatever the fuck when her appointment was scheduled for and i show her my design and she's like well this isn't right and i was like hold on (laughs) yeah i was like what are you saying isn't right yeah and she's like well i don't like the house i was like okay House is the whole point of this fucking tattoo. It's yeah. the only part of the tattoo. I was like, "What do you mean you don't like the house?" She's like, "Well, it doesn't look like anything I showed you." I was like, "Were you trying to make it look like a specific artist's work?" Because you showed me multiple different references by totally different tattoo artists. And she's like, "Well," and then she like pulls up the images on her phone again, and I'm looking at the images. And she shows me completely different references than she did the first time. Yeah. And the references that she shows me this time, all of the houses are specifically Victorian style houses. What? Yeah. They're Victorian style, like almost witchy looking house, but more so just Victorian era houses. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And she's like, what do you mean? It doesn't make sense. They look awesome. I was like, Yes, but Baba Yaga did not exist at the time Victorian houses <laughs> were being built. She wasn't in England running around fucking stealing souls. It's a bit of a different fucking right. region of the planet. Yeah. I was like, the house that I've drawn here is a, it's a dacha house. It's a very old, that's, like... Uh, yeah. That's a regional Slovakian, fucking... Russian, this is, yeah. This fits the area, like, the time, the person, the story, the, the fucking... Yeah. Right. I was like, the house is meant to actually fit to the folklore. And she's like, yeah, but I don't like it. And I was like, 
well, then I don't think I'm going to be able to do the tattoo for you. <laughs> she then goes, well, okay, but can you still tattoo me and my boyfriend? We want to get these photos. So I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Do the tattoos, <laughs> charge my minimum. My minimum is 150. Yeah. Right. They leave shit ass reviews all over our shit saying what? that I'm an asshole and a piece of shit and that I overcharged them, even though I just charged them my fucking minimum. Right. All this, they just try to just fuck me online as hard as they can just because I told her that at that point, you know, like I don't want to do the tattoo because I'm not going to fuck over and appropriate this folklore for your aesthetic benefit. Yeah. That's just not what I do. Yeah. Why didn't you just come in and say, I want a Victorian manor? Why do you want to have a Baba Yaga house, but Baba Yaga is not present? Also, by the way, this is a 2200 miles away <laughs> like i don't i don't get that i could have not given a shit you know and just been like oh, okay i'll just draw up however mm. but at the same time i was like dude this folklore is so cool all on its own why yeah. would you fuck it over with such a stupid ass house <laughs> you know? yeah. like in my head i'm exploding and pissed off yeah the story was what made it Right. And you, you probably spent so much time trying to empathize that into those aspects of the design. Like if somebody from Slovenia or fucking Czechoslovakia, ex Czech Republic, right. Seeing that they'd be like Baba Yaga. And you'd be like, yeah, that's fucking right. I did my homework, motherfucker. This is not appropriative. It's to the fucking T. This is fucking legit. Like little kids in Russia are going to be like, oh no, I don't like that tattoo. I, I find that actually a lot with people, and this is usually where the second console comes into play, where people have an empathy about the design. They have a feeling about what they want to get. And what they're doing is they're picking an image that closely resembles what they want. Right? She said Baba Yaga, and realistically what she wanted was a fucking a haunted house. Right? She wanted something right. that was spooky and spectral, but she didn't know how to empathize that or put that out. And so like, I'll give people all these homeworks, and I'm just like, I really want to know if you know exactly what the fuck you're saying right now, right? And they go through a blah, 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 blah. And I've had a couple people in the past, like six months, where they came in with an idea, like just whatever, right? I want to get a large scale design that's blah, blah, blah. And by the time we're done going through all the homework, and I've spent no word of a lie, 20 plus hours educating, consulting, going over stuff, doing mock ups, all these other designs, the fucking idea that we end up with is nothing like what they came to me with right? right i want a forest all right and we end up doing some fucking pixar shit and it's like well this fits me better now i understand what i want this was great i never thought i'd be able to find exactly what i want and i'm sitting there with fucking balding patches on my fucking head right and like raw nuts because they've just literally put me through a fucking ringer trying to understand what they just feel because there's not enough good communication it's fucking hard dude i I respect like a fucking I could never even sell tell you like how much I respect the approach that you do with your art and you just fucking own it dude like I that's to me that's tattoo I think what I'm doing is more like fucking psychology and therapy and it's it's so detached now from all the shit that I do I fucking so appreciate that because when you're coming in and if the client comes in and they do their homework and they understand you and you guys have good communication there is a fucking 100% guarantee that they're going to walk out with something that is fucking cool and they're never going to second guess. Right. That's, right. That's fucking right.
Not even for the show, dude. I don't give a fuck. That's fucking like you just hit me like a ton of fucking pricks. <laughs> that pause before you said right. I'm cutting the show there. I'm like, <laughs> I, I remember it was like <clears throat> year 11 or 12. I got confronted with this client who just had a heart problem. And I started really getting into the psychology of the clients. And I started turning away from art and application. When I remember this fucking woman and she was a pain in my fucking ass for three years. And that like that really tipped me into doing the stuff I'm the way I'm doing it now. And if I would have just told her to go fuck herself, <laughs> I'd probably be a great <laughs> artist right now, right? <laughs> fuck. Man. That's cool. Yeah, I tell everybody that works for me, like, I don't give a fuck if you tell people no. Like a lot of tattoo shops will chastise you for sending customers back out the door. It is so much more rewarding to say, no, <laughs> um, no. I don't want to do your tattoo. This isn't going to work for either one of us. Yeah. There's a lot of tattoo shops out there, right? They're going to go, they're going to be fucking happy. We're not going to get a shit fucking review. Yeah. The client's not going to have fucking stress and anxiety for two weeks. You know, like yeah. everybody's so much better. Who gives a fuck if you didn't make $200? Who cares? Guess yeah. what? Somebody else is going to fucking walk in. Yep. Right.